You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. And we're going to go into the Word of the Lord. We're going to turn our Bibles this morning to Genesis chapter 25, and we'll be reading from verse 33. Uh, It says in verse 33, And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him, and and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread, and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau, the Bible says, despised his birthright. Esau despised his birthright. This morning I want to speak to you about cherish God's blessings. Cherish God's blessings. They're... they're, um, you know, one of the, maybe the most interesting aspects of the human existence is how we accumulate things over time. Have you ever noticed that uh, if you've moved lately or all of a sudden you decided you were going to declutter, uh, have you noticed how much stuff you gathered or how much stuff you have accumulated uh, within your lifetime? And um, I remember... Nine years ago, when we, we moved to St. John and how we brought all our stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, uh, did, we, did we have this much stuff? And God bless the McLennans who allowed us to use a, a full-size building to store stuff in after we had uh, furnished our apartment, and, and, and then we furnished our, our help furnish our three children's uh, uh, apartments, and we still had uh, so much stuff. We went through having two or three yard sales, and and then, oh my goodness, how how is it that we still have so much stuff? Uh, you can walk through uh, anyone's garage or storage building, and you will see all kinds of, of stuff that people think is valuable or at least uh, was valuable at one time. Uh, maybe even more interesting is going to a, a yard sale or an, 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 uh, an estate auction, and, and people who gather at these events are, are, are typically, typically looking for a bargain. They're, they're wanting to find something that someone had um, that maybe has a secret value of which uh, the seller maybe doesn't know, uh, or, or maybe the seller no longer cares. At such events, you may hear sayings like, one man's trash is another man's treasure, or one's man, one man's loss is another man's gain. And it, it's amazing that one, can, uh, one person can quickly discard as something as having no value, and then all of a sudden it's snatched up by someone else that's come to the yard sale thinking, what a treasure, what a treasure. If you've ever been blessed to attend one of my mother's yard sales, she may be listening this morning or watching, 
If you've ever been blessed to attend one of her yard sales, you'll, you'll, you'll leave there wondering what just happened to you. You're, you're taking stuff home with you that, how, how did that happen? How did it come to be that you all of a sudden purchased things that maybe you didn't even want or you didn't even expect to purchase? Or what, what is this anyway? Or maybe you went to one of those yard sales and you found something you've been looking for for whatever length of time for such a bargain. In 1831, a, mid a medieval chessboard with chess pieces made of walrus ivory was found on the Isle of Lewis in Scotland. Unfortunately, there were five pieces that uh, were missing from this chess game. It was not until nearly 200 years later that another piece was added to the collection um, by a family in Edinburgh. This was one of the five pieces that was missing to this famous chess game. A grandfather of an anonymous family had bought the piece 35 years earlier at, a, at a, some type of a sale for a small sum of $6. After the grandfather passed away, the, the chess piece was found in a, in a drawer, and it had been casually passed down by the family, and, and the family eventually took it to a famous auction house where uh, the staff instantly recognized that this was one of the five pieces that was missing to this medieval chessboard of 1831. What's incredible is this 12th century chessboard uh, was a way more valuable than what people had thought. And this piece that had been purchased by a grandfather and just kind of put in the, the drawer as, well, that's a kind of a neat little thing. Uh, I, I, I don't really need that, but I'll, oh, that, that's kind of, that kind of looks good. Uh, I'm going to purchase that, and, and he purchased it for $6, only to find out when the family took it back to this famous auction place that this piece was worth $1.2 million. That's according to the BBC. However, at some point in the past, uh, the value of this little walrus ivory piece of that was attributed to this chessboard, didn't, they didn't know the value. $6 became $1.2 See, in life, nothing is more valuable to us than the blessings of God, and it sends that he sends our way, according to Psalm uh, 68 and verse 19. It says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. See, on a regular basis, God, He blesses us beyond measure. He, he, he entrusts us with, uh, with uh, incredible, valuable blessings uh, that are given to us, uh, and the responsibility is for us to cherish those very blessings uh, that, that God has paid for uh, and, and have a lasting value beyond uh, our imagination. We, we, we can't even fathom how awesome the blessings of God are that He has put into our life and yet sometimes we 
we uh, maybe don't cherish how valuable those blessings are. The text that I read to you this morning kind of gives us one of those stories. Though Jacob's name was or has the meaning of supplanter, the name also has a connection with the term what is known as heel grabber. Uh, names and their meanings are, are interesting, and, and sometimes you can find that they're complementary or you can sometimes uh, find that they're quite insulting. Either way, in Scripture, uh, names tend to describe something about the person who has been given the name. And, and so you, you see this, uh, this man, he's named Jacob. And from the moment of his birth, uh, Jacob began to live up to his nickname of heel grabber. See, in the womb of Rebekah, soon-to-be-born twins were where they were growing and the time of delivery was, was approaching and the twins were uh, in position to be, to be born. Esau, who came to, through the womb first, was in line to receive the birthright. And he, that birthright belonged to the firstborn. That was such a, a valuable thing of the day. The, the birthright would be certain authority of, of the person to lead the family. Uh, uh, Isaac would, would later... Uh, give this blessing, and this was going to be something powerful given to the firstborn. And just as it was about to happen, you see Jacob's hand, the Bible says, was holding on to the heel of his older brother, uh, hence the nickname that was given, uh, uh, heel grabber, or, or this, is, uh, uh, this was something that Jacob was going to be known as. He, he actually was going to live up to this name in, in multiple ways, as we'll learn through the lesson this morning. Jacob could not get over the fact that the, the birthright would never be his because he was born second, not first. Even though uh, he was being taken care of, um, even though he, he um, grew up in this, this home uh, where I'm sure, uh, you know, he, he would have seen loving parents, uh, he coveted the birthright of his older brother. It's amazing that no matter how much sometimes uh, you and I are blessed by God, there's this, I, I would like to have this blessing, or I'd like to have that person's blessing. Oh, my goodness, uh, how is it that they got that blessing? I would like to have that blessing. And, and, and sometimes we forget to appreciate maybe what God has given us, and we constantly desire uh, maybe what someone else has, and, and that's, that's kind of similar to what happened in Jacob's uh, case. He he, he coveted, he desired, he longed for Esau's birthright, even to the point he was holding on to Esau's heel upon delivery. The sad part on the other side is Esau did not realize the value of that birthright. The choices that uh, he had made in life put him in a position of allowing other things to become more valuable to him than, than the things that should have really mattered. And you notice in Genesis 25 and verse 34, which I read to you this morning, Esau, the Bible says, despised his birthright. That, that means he, he uh, disesteemed it, in other words. He, he made it of less value than other things in his life. 
What is this birthright that he made of less value? Why, why was that so powerful in its day? Well, first of all, it was a right. It was a privilege. It was the possession of the firstborn. It was a favored position. It brought, it brought the first blessing of the father, and it brought the leading of the family. It was the official authority that was possessed by the father that would be given to the firstborn. It was an incredible right and privilege. And yet Esau did not see how valuable that blessing was. So one day, while Esau was out hunting, Jacob was at home cooking. And upon Esau's returning from his hunt, he, the Bible gives us the indication that he was exhausted and, and hungry and and, and, and on his way home, he could, he could smell the, uh, the aroma of what was cooking. And one look into the pot, and his appetite grew, and he, uh, w- without a doubt, became so hungry. I can't, I can't imagine him being so hungry for that pot of beans, but in this case, uh, that was the case. Esau was so hungry that he said to Jacob, uh, he said, let me have some of that. Would you give me a bowl of that? Uh, this was the moment that, that Jacob had been waiting for. This was the opportunity for, uh, for him to, to rely on the hunger of Esau to say, you know what? Uh, you want something that I have? I want something that you have. And Jacob quickly responded to Esau, before I will let you eat anything, you have to sell me your birthright. See, to Esau, the birthright had become so trivial and and had no value. And after all, if he died, what good would the birthright be anyway? I'm so hungry. I feel like I, I could uh, famish here. This is good timing, actually. Uh, I'll stay alive and I'll eat a, a bowl of these beans that Jacob's got uh, and this birthright means a little. And so you can, you can kind of see what happens in Esau's mindset. Hey, I'm, a, I'm about to die here. I'm famished. Uh, uh, and what good is the birthright to me anyway? I'd rather have a, a, a bowl of what's been cooked than the birthright. And in that moment, in that moment, a bargain was struck that would alter the course of both of their lives moving forward. The name uh, supplanter or, or heel grabber was finally coming out in, in true picture and form. And, and uh, he had canned his brother. He had conned his brother. He had, he had tricked his brother into uh, giving up the one thing that he wanted to, in his life from Esau, and that was the birthright. This exchange teaches us that uh, a great deal actually about the character of both brothers. It is critical we appreciate the birthright 
that we've been given as a child of God. We've been born again of water and spirit into the family of God. And at that moment that God placed uh, his spirit into our lives, uh, folks, uh, you, you gained a birthright that is beyond blessing uh, of your imagination. It is beyond uh, what this world has to offer. The privileges uh, that come as a child of God cannot be measured. Uh, the eternal life that uh, entered into your life and into your heart at that moment, uh, it cannot be measured in comparison to what the world has to offer. That's why the writer of Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. No possession, material good, job, uh, relationship is worth uh, trading uh, away your spiritual birthright of what God has placed in your life. Listen, there's going to be a lot of con jobs out there that are going to say the moment uh, right now is, oh, this is what you want. This is what you desire. This is what's more important. Uh, but I'm here to tell you this morning, your birthright uh, that has been given to you as a child of God uh, cannot be measured in value to what the world has to offer. Cherish your blessings this morning. We cannot... Uh, we cannot take away Esau's responsibility for his own decision. But we also have to understand how he grew up. He grew up in kind of a, a dysfunctional home, if you want to say it that way. There was obviously an influence of, of tension in his home that would have greatly affected him. The Word of God is filled with references on how we should raise our children and how to maintain a godly home and with the number of dysfunctional homes in our society today uh, there there is a great need for a spiritual environment and there's never been a greater hour that we need to make sure uh, as parents that we're preparing our home for our children that that the blessings that God has for their lives can be realized and if the if parents don't value the, the things of God, then there's a greater chance, obviously, the children won't value those either. either. But if the parents uh, say, you know what, uh, we, we've got it. We got to focus here on, on how incredible God is in our lives and, and what God has done for us, then there is obviously a greater chance that the children will see that as well. If parents are biased in their love for one child over another. That becomes very evident in children's lives. And you kind of see that in the lives of Jacob and Esau, the scenario that their home life was like where you, you have, a, you have a, a, a kind of a, a realization that, okay, there's, this is not totally normal here. Isaac loved Esau, the Bible says, while Rebekah loved Jacob. They were the parents of these twins. One may wonder if the biased love was part of the reason for the selling of the birthright. Isaac loved Esau because he was an outdoorsman and a hunter. He was more inclined to earthly pursuits. And yet, on the other hand, Jacob was given the intellectual and the spiritual uh, insight, and, and the, and which caused Rebecca, the Bible says, to love him. And such an upbringing would make us wonder if perhaps Isaac and, Re and, and Rebecca kind of neglected to, uh, to talk about how they should raise their children properly and, and make sure that both of them were loved the same way. 
you have um, the idea, did, did, did Isaac take Jacob and teach him what he could do with his hands and to appreciate the outdoors? And did Rebekah take Esau and help him recognize the, the importance of the spiritual and, and, and the sensitivity to what was happening around his life? You see that it may appear that that did not happen the way it should. Did they truly recognize the differences between these, these two sons and appreciate them while teaching them the significance of submitting themselves to the Lord? Obviously, when parents are divided, that causes uh, issues a lot of times with, with children. While wise parents will make, obviously, good choices for their children and treat them the same. If I could just put a little nugget in there, make sure you treat your children the same. Yes, they're different. Yes, they have different interests. Yes, they have different abilities and different talents, but they should be loved the same. Cherish the blessings of God. While the day grew near that Isaac was going to pass from this life, uh, the Bible says that he asked Esau to kill him some fresh game and to prepare it for him. And hearing this, Rebekah uh, obviously conspired with Jacob. Listen, it's, it's getting close to Isaac's going to pass here, and he, he's going to be passing out the blessing. Uh, he's going to be passing out the blessing. I better, I better help you get a, a goat prepared and, and make sure you, you, you take this in ahead of Esau. The Bible says that she wrapped the skins of the goats, uh, goat around in Jacob's uh, forearms and his hands and ordered to deceive Isaac because he was, his sight was, uh, was leaving. And, and she wanted to make sure that, uh, that Isaac uh, was thinking that this, this, this is actually Esau. When Jacob approached Isaac with the, 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 the goat, which was prepared for him, his father asked him, who are you? Who are you? Jacob quickly responded with, I am Esau, your firstborn. He made sure he put that in there. The deceptive answer was the the next little idea proving that he was the heel grabber. He, he He was there to deceive his father, and he wanted to receive the blessing that was intended for Esau, and just within moments of, of uh, Jacob being in that room and, 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 and Isaac partaking of the venison that he thought was venison, here, here it was goat, and, and all this incredible blessings put upon Jacob's life, just within moments of that happening, in comes Esau with with fresh venison prepared for Isaac. And the Bible says that Isaac trembled at hearing the voice of Esau. Isaac then spoke with words Esau did not want to hear. Uh, Who are you? Who are you? What happened to the man that just brought me, just brought me something to eat that, that I've I've already blessed. I've already given him the blessing. And you can imagine how Esau must have felt at that moment. Uh, he, uh, he, he realized at that very moment uh, uh, 
what I sold uh, uh, however long ago for for just a, a, a bowl of beans. That's, that's what I'm lo- I, I am losing here. That's the value of, of what the loss is going to be seen at this moment. Uh, I'm losing uh, the value of my blessing. You can't, it's hard to fathom what Esau must have felt at that moment. And not, not long before his father took his final breath, Esau wanted his dad to lay hands on, on him and to give him a blessing that belonged to the firstborn. It now had been stripped from him, stolen right out from underneath his hands by his heel-grabbing brother. It was bad enough that Jacob had bargained to get the birthright in exchange for a bowl of beans, but now he was also taking the blessing. That was unthinkable, unforgivable. Oh, I, I, I didn't realize how, how important that birthright was, what, what kind of a decision I was making that day. I, I didn't realize that that was going to be taken seriously. I didn't realize that that was going to be uh, the final the final thing that would happen the, that day, and Dad would then bless, bless Jacob instead. You know, some of the, sometimes the greatest treasures of life that God has blessed us with, sometimes we, we take for granted. He doesn't bless us with an expectation of what we're going to do in return, the blessings of God are. He blesses us on a continual basis, and sometimes we forget how important those blessings are. We take those for granted, and, and even the stewardship of those blessings, sometimes we're, we don't take seriously. God has imparted those to us, and, and, and we should never allow those blessings to become cheapened or, or to lose the, uh, the value of what has been granted to us through the power of God's presence and His Spirit. Yet, we can, if we're not careful, we can attend church on a regular basis. And, and, and maybe you can realize that right now where, okay, we, we, we're blessed to be able to come uh, on a regular basis to the house of God maybe three, four times a week. And then all of a sudden, we're not able to do that. And, and, and if we're not careful, we lose uh, the sense of what the blessing is even just to be in the house of God. And, 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 and there's people this morning that, that cherish that. And I know listening or watching online, there are many this morning that would like to be in the house of God. Don't lose uh, the blessing of what God has, has given to us to be part of the family, God, to meet together on a regular basis every time. You have an opportunity to be in his presence. Make sure you're in his presence. What about the blessing of family or the, or the blessing of, of your occupation or the blessing of your finance or your health or, or, or whatever the case might be? There's times I, I believe that we, we take for granted the things that God has blessed us with, and, and if we're not careful... We can sell those things out spiritually for moments of time that we then look back and say, oh, uh, the anguish that fills our life, the, the despair that fills our life, the bitter cry that fills our life. Uh, 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 you can only imagine, oh, why, why, would I, why would I sell out the things that God has given me, allowed for me to see, be part of for 
for a moment in time. The Bible tells us in Genesis 27 and 34 that there, there, there was a discontentment. There was a cry within Esau that came from that moment, uh, an instant bitterness, uh, a frustration that began at that moment. Uh, and, and, and the Bible tells us uh, that he, he says, bless me, even me, Father, make sure you bless me. All Isaac had left to give Esau at this moment was what we would consider the scraps. He had given, he had given the blessing to Jacob. Yes, uh, Esau was not left without a blessing. However, it was far less significant than what was originally being prepared for him. He, he would receive basically just a shell of what would have been his, uh, or what have been would have been pronounced over him by by Isaac. He he had he had just uh, he had just the scraps of that blessing, the fatness of the the blessing, the the greatness of the blessing actually had been given to to Jacob. And here's Esau, Esau's left with just the leftovers. You notice in Genesis 27 and 40 that Isaac says to Esau, there 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 will come a time when the yoke will be broken from off thy neck. It's kind of like Esau, for a, a, a long period of your life, you're going to live under the dominion of your brother. You're going to live by the sword. You're gonna, you're, th- this is, this is going to be a time of your life, Esau, that's not going, to be, it's not going to be prosperous. It's not going to be what I had in store for you. Uh, how is it that sometimes that even happens to people that are part of the work of God, the house of God, the family of God, the children of God, that God has, he has, he has blessings for us to receive, and, and sometimes we, we take those for granted, and we become complacent with what God has put into our life, and all of a sudden we find our, our lives in a, a downward spiral. We find ourselves making decisions we would have never made five years ago or ten years ago, and, and all of a sudden we find ourselves uh, on the wrong road sometimes. We find ourselves making uh, uh, making choices that, that are just not the proper choices, and we step back from understanding the blessings uh, of the birthright that God had placed into our life as a child of God here. You see that happen in families and in homes and in individuals on a continual basis. Just like Esau failed to realize that what had been given to him at birth was so important. What has been given to you and I at our born-again experience is so important. Oh, that doesn't mean that people can't be restored and backsliders can return to the Lord. And Oh, no, that, that doesn't mean that that can't happen. That, that happens and can happen on a regular basis, obviously. But, but choices that are made at times in our lives, they, they, they actually detour the blessings that God had in store. Like Esau, there could have been other blessings. There could have been greater blessing there could have been there could have been blessing that was prepared for him you know it's like when you go to 
a garage sale. And they got all kinds of things out. And uh, maybe things on tables. And things are on the sitting outside on the ground. And, and people walk through the garage and they look at something on the back wall. How much is that? How much is that? And you have to respond with, actually, that's not for sale. <laughs> that's, that's part of my goods in the garage. Something sitting over in the corner. How, how much is the generator? <laughs> well, actually, I'm not selling the generator. <laughs> it's just the stuff that's on the tables. It's just the stuff that's sitting outside. You ever had that experience where you asked to buy something? at the grad sale or yard sale that wasn't for sale? Ask Brother Robertson sometime about that. He can tell you a wonderful story about that. Sometimes that happens. That's not for sale. Oh, I wish there's some people in the family of God this morning that r rise in your spirit the blessings of God that he has in store for your life. And, and all of a sudden, here comes the, the society. Here comes the world around you. Here comes the, the tempter, and he's trying to, to persuade you, like, that's not that valuable. That's really that, not that important. Uh, that's really, uh, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's, that's, that's going to, oh, listen, that, you've had that too long. Just let that go. And no, you rise to the challenge and say, no, that's not for sale. That's the blessings of God that he put in my life uh, however long ago and I'm unwilling uh, to sell those because I cherish God's blessing. Can you imagine how many times Esau must have thought from that moment, uh, oh, if I could have just made a, a better decision that day uh, when I came home, if I could have just made uh, a different choice that morning, uh, that afternoon, uh, oh, if I could have just prepared uh, a little better that I wouldn't have been so hungry. When Jacob asked me the question, can I have your birthright in place of this bowl of beans? Esau's response would have been, what do you, what do you think? That's not for sale. I'm waiting for the day of an incredible blessing that the, the Father has for me. Oh, I'm looking for a whole group of people this morning that will say uh, the same thing to the tempter today. Uh, hallelujah. No, no, the blessings of God are not for sale. Uh, I cherish God's blessings. Uh, what he's placed into my life, uh, I will never allow to leave. Every day, every day God blesses and puts blessings into our lives. It's like he makes despair deposits into the storehouse of, of heaven. He puts those into the account of our life on earth. And it's not because of how great we are. It's not because of how awesome we, we are. It's because he loves us so much. And, and he desires to bless you and I. Look how, 
the, uh, Moses writes in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, it says, it declares how God, first of all, how he blesses us. This is what it says. And it shall come to pass that thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on, on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. This is, this is what the Lord desires to do for you and I. Pour out blessings more than you can even contain. If we will be faithful to the Lord and listen to his voice, the Bible uses the phrase, he will overtake us with blessings. Overtaken with the blessings of God, I mean those. That's that kind of goes along with what Psalm sixty-eight nineteen says: "Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation." Each day, church, each day, God wants to bless your life in some seen way and some unseen way. He, he allows things to happen at times we don't even realize and we don't even notice at times. And it's our responsibility to cherish every single blessing. It is our responsibility to take those blessings and, and not allow them to be taken for granted, but, but rather to cherish them and, and allow there to be a, an attitude that arises within us that I'm going to cherish God's blessings. Uh, I'm not going to sell them. I refuse to let them go. I, I refuse to trade them. I refuse to bargain with them. Listen, there will always be someone trying to cheat you out of what God has for your life. There will always be something that's trying to cheat you of the plans God has for you. There will always be something that will try to distract you from the will of God in your life. There will always be something that appears to be better on the other side than what you are facing right now. There will always be those things. Uh, but I encourage you, child of God, this morning, uh, it doesn't matter what someone else has said. Uh, it doesn't matter what someone else offers. Uh, it doesn't matter what the world puts uh, in your pathway. Cherish uh, God's blessings. Uh, say, I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling to sell. <laughs> unwilling to sell. Huh. Now, just think about it in the natural sense for a second. You got some things that, that you own that it wouldn't matter what someone came and put a price on, you'd be unwilling to sell. Just think about that for a second. Is there things you own, it wouldn't matter what someone offered, you would say, no, that's actually not for sale, not for sale. For example, probably not the good to sell your not good to sell your children. Um, you know, family members. No, they're not for sale. Maybe some item that has an incredible sentimental value to you. Not for sale. Those are 
maybe things in life that you, you've got it marked down. You know what? No, I'm, I'm passing that on. I'm passing that on to someone in the family. Have you ever had that thought? I've got something that's so valued to me, and uh, I want to make sure I give that to the right person that has the same thoughts of how valuable that is. And you hold on to it and hold on to it, <laughs> hoping that someone uh, uh, rises to the challenge that, oh, man, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a valuable item that you have there. Uh, I, I, I would like to uh, have you pass that on to me. I will make sure that I, I keep the value of that item. You, is it just me that's sentimental? I'm pretty sure there's some other people out there. Maybe a little sentimental this morning. Things have got value. That's our natural, our natural possessions. But what I'm talking to you this morning in closing is your spiritual blessings. What is it? What is it that God has done for you that you're unwilling to trade? You're unwilling to sell. You're unwilling to make an exchange for. You're unwilling to give up. You're unwilling to... Pack it in. You're unwilling to deal with. You're unwilling this morning because you cherish God's blessings. You know, the enemy is waiting for a moment of weakness, just as he did in Esau's case. Jacob was waiting for that moment of weakness. The heel grabber. This is the time I can get the birthright. He's hungry. He's weak. That's what the enemy tries to do to our souls. He tries to do that to our ministries. He tries to do that to the will of God in our life. He tries to change what, what, what God has purpose for in each of our lives. And he, he tries to do that. The enemy tries to do that in a moment of weakness where we're willing to let go of God's blessing. I'm here to tell you this morning, there is nothing, nothing worth letting go of God's blessing. Nothing. Nothing. Truth is obviously the greatest blessing we have. The Bible says we're instructed to buy it and to never sell it. Every blessing from God should be seen as valuable. And it would be a tragedy, a tragedy for us to let go of the blessings that God has put in our life for a moment of personal pleasure or to be better liked. Or I, I just want, I want to feel good. Or I, 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 I want to be self-pleasing. I, I want to, none of those things, none of those things compare to the blessings that God has put in your life. None. Esau had a bitter cry when he realized he had sold the value of the blessing in his life. You can talk to people who once served the Lord had ministry in their life, had purpose in their life. You can talk to individuals that live in despair because they 
maybe sold or exchanged or were unwilling to submit to what God desired or what God was leading in their life, and they let it go for just to prove a point or to make something personal or to cherish things that were not as valuable as what God had done in their life. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.